Hello, my lovelies. Welcome to my podcast, Carpooling. It's your girl, Alyssa. I just wanted to get right into saying that this podcast is a safe haven for anyone needing it. This is a space where you can unwind and be your authentic self. In this space, we promote kindness, respect, and love. I am by no means perfect. None of us are. We are all flawed, but I have the same rights as you to love mine. All right, so today I want to talk about this time of year. Tis the season, right? Um, This time of year is about spreading joy, being kind. It's like the world puts aside its BS for a time and we all pretend to be jolly and bright. Not all of us are pretending, of course, but um, and you're always going to have people who don't care about this sort of thing either way. I personally have always loved this time of year. As a kid, I can't actually remember a time believing in Santa um, like truly believing, but I believed in the magic of this time of year, how it just made people kind, how it changed someone's perspective. I was wrapped up in, you know, <laughs> the Grinch and uh, Santa and his reindeers, all of the Christmas movies on Disney Channel, the ultimate Christmas gift and the Santa Claus movies, like that was my niche. I was watching those religiously um, during this time of year because it was just something about those movies and the families and just seeing people in real life. It's like this time of year swept in hope and joy and I just wanted to be able to like grab it all up and and smish it into my body and my heart and just allow it to be a part of me. And the crazy thing is, is that like it didn't matter what foster home I was living in at this time of year, it always just felt like family. Even if they had me at arm's length during the other part of the year, it was just always family oriented this time. So that just made me feel like, okay, you know, this is, this is perfect. I was able to participate in their family activities. It was just my favorite time of the year. Um, Whatever caseworker I had at the time, they made sure that, you know, I had gifts um, from different little foundations and things like that that would supply gifts for kids in needs. So I wasn't, I didn't feel excluded, you know, when presents and things like that were being opened. And most of all, I was just always so wishful about being adopted at this time of year. I just figured someone was wishing for a kid just as much as I was wishing for a family. 
And I don't know, I just felt like somehow the Christmas magic would settle the difference. Um, it's just something so wonderful, you know, about this time of year. That's how I always felt. And then I got adopted and I just knew Christmas was going to be everything that I had pictured in my head all these years of storing up Christmas movies and seeing families and kids at school talk about how Christmas was at their home and the traditions that they had. I just knew, I just knew I was going to have all those things. I was going to have the type of Christmas I dreamed of having my whole life. And we'd begin making traditions and there was, of course, traditions. The tree was usually up by Christmas or right, not by Christmas, by Thanksgiving or right after. Um, we do Secret Santa as a family, a huge breakfast in the morning before reading the story of Jesus. Um, my mom and sister, notoriously late, still wrapping presents um, and us not opening them until like two o'clock helping get dinner ready and it always being late as well. Um, but as the years went by, those traditions became less family oriented. They also became less of a, of a tradition and more of a responsibility slash burden for me. So I was 14 when I got adopted and we were living at one home when I first got adopted. And then we moved to a bigger home um, during, well, my ninth grade year, we lived at the one house and then 10th through um, 12th grade, we lived at the bigger house and then the beginning of my college as well. So 10th, 11th, and 12th grade um, was when things changed. And there was a level of expectation that came with living in this home. You know, things had to be perfect. And it took away the authenticity of this time of year and just, you know, doing things as a family. And granted, I don't really remember my mom physically helping, but micromanaging. Um, but even then, there was a joy and a togetherness with it. But then once we moved to um, this home, again, the expectation changed. So... Um, if the tree wasn't to my mom's expectations, she fussed the rest of the year, just from when it went up until it got taken down. And it didn't matter how many times people would say, oh, my gosh, the tree is so lovely. She'd take credit for it, but then still fuss about how there were gaps and things like that. Um, we had a fake tree that 
she would remind us cost hundreds of dollars, one that she had had for years. And she would tell us that she never had any trouble making it look full when she put it up. In the 10 years that I put that tree up, she never helped. So I don't know when she actually assembled the tree to know whether or not it looked full when she did it. But as these fake trees continue to be stuffed in the bag and taken out and fluffed up and things like that, branches start falling off and just different things happen that cause gaps in the trees. And it I'm, you can tell by me reliving this, how frustrated I'm getting now because I'm getting into too much detail about this daggone tree. So it was just oof. one year she had us take it completely down and redo it. I'm not kidding. Like ornaments, ribbons, candy canes, everything. And after that year, we just stopped having the foster kids help because it caused too much bickering. There was so much complaining um, and just, it was easier. So instead, my younger sister and I would just put it up when everyone was sleeping. Breakfast was done entirely by me. I usually didn't sleep the night before due to anxiety and having to prep stuff like onions, potatoes, celery, just every little thing you could possibly think of so that all my mom would have to do was come in, my dad as well, come in and cook. They didn't have to worry about having anything to like, you know, basically I was a sous chef. I cut cheese, whatever needed to be done so that the actual cooking ran smoothly. And I would do like a dessert here or potato salad, whatever needed to be done to try and help have dinner at a decent time. It, it never worked, but um, that didn't matter because I... <laughs> I got it done and I usually didn't sleep the night before. Um, so I would be up at like 7 30, 8 o'clock to start making breakfast because there was usually family over and I would have to make pancakes, sausage, bacon, eggs uh, for everyone in the house. And then my dad would get up and put the grits on, but I'd have to like keep them from sticking or getting too thick or whatever the case may be. Um, and I was supposed to have breakfast done by nine, but they would never be ready to eat at that time. I mean, never. I would have to try and keep food warm, coffee, tea, like just running around with like a chicken with her head cut off, making sure everyone had what they needed. And then... Of course, I had dish duty as well. So everything would be clean and I would be eating my breakfast while my dad read the story of Jesus. 
there were always side eyes and arguments that arose because we were all sleep deprived and I would just be wanting to snap. But of course, I'm the daughter, so you have to keep all that stuff to yourself, whether they're right or wrong. Usually they would be wrong, but you're not allowed to say that. And of course, we get threatened to have our Christmas gifts taken back to the store. But there were good memories too. Like my older sister, Tip, would always get exactly what we wanted. So I can't complain about that. Um, I always asked for like one nice pricey item, like a Kindle. And I was really, really into sneakers um, during my high school years. So they would buy me these sneakers. Um, sometimes I would custom make shoes and they would go on and buy them. I just remember getting these gifts and opening them and just being so happy and, and pictures being taken. We have our pajamas on or if we decided to get dressed, whatever um, the case may be. But I, I do remember just being so excited opening up these things um and now that time has gone by and we've talked about it you know as a family i do know that my older sister helped out a lot with making sure we got these things so um that was always awesome and i just remember us watching hallmark movies the countdown to christmas having hot cocoa those were the good times. There were great memories mixed in there. And that's why I have so many emotions wrapped up in this time of year. It's like, I love it, but it also frustrates me. And that's kind of why I don't live at home or near family anymore. I've just found that we are able to love each other in a healthy way with a few states between us. And despite the fact that I do miss aspects of this time of year at home, like I miss my mom's cooking, I miss watching movies together, I miss her hugs, I miss seeing my niece and nephew um, and them being so excited when they open gifts. But at the same time, I don't miss having to do everything myself, like fix everyone's plate. And I end up eating last because I have to wash the dishes and put the food away. And if I eat before I do that stuff, I'm going to have the itis. And I'm definitely not going to want to do anything else. Everyone eats before me. And my parents just disappear after they eat, so I'm left to deal with everyone. And I know these types of things will never change. <clears throat> so I spend the holiday by myself. I just wish that the goodness that people expend this time of year could be spread across the 365 days we are given. It's like sprinkles of it, of goodness, we save up and store, and then it just explodes out at this time of year. 
if only we could tis the season regularly, it probably would make things better. <sighs> so before I peace out, I want to leave you with this. If you are alone this holiday season, I definitely understand your struggle. It's hard being by yourself this time of year. And especially if you have good memories of being with your family, but those memories are kind of mixed in with some frustrations and annoyances. And it's like the the mental and emotional sacrifice you would put on yourself just to be with them and to get the good stuff sometimes doesn't outweigh the frustration of it all. And that's kind of how I feel. So whether you are alone voluntarily like myself or involuntarily, I definitely get it. Either way, it's not an easy thing. It seems like everyone is determined around you to make it seem like they are hauling their jollies off. (laughs) The good thing about this time of year is that it goes by quickly. So before we know it, New Year's will be here. Whether you celebrate or not, you're alone or with your family, if you're listening to this podcast, I hope that you have a great end of the year. I hope that you find hope and you just go into next year with positive intent. I will see you next Tuesday for more carpooling. Bye.